Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. Nicholas Rod here, Chris Baker here with you on this Friday morning for another round of news. But before we get into anything this morning, Chris, give us the weather update for the weekend, would you? In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 85 with a partly cloudy weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is raining today, 90 degrees with rain continuing into Saturday with Sunday not looking too bad. Chicago, Illinois, it is raining 83 with a partly cloudy weekend. In New York City, it is sunny 88 and a partly cloudy weekend. Woohoo. So, Chris, you were not here on Monday, so I must ask, is there any major uh, news that you have to bring to the table? Um, Anything interesting going on lately? Uh, No, Nick, I don't have any major news. I'm just living life. No, nothing uh, majorly interesting going on. No, just another day, another dollar. You have some of the most interesting stories. That's why I asked, you know. Um, You know, of course, you had the chainsaw. (laughs) And that was was a fun one. But uh, no, it's been the same on this end, really. Things haven't been like overly eventful for me i think the most eventful thing that's happened this week is that i got to try a bunch of new technology um on wednesday so that was fun but beyond that no it's been pretty quiet it's been pretty uh pretty relaxed yeah all i had this week was work and work and work um yeah some good news came out of that, but that's a story for another time. Right, right. Yeah, no. Um, honestly, it's just been quiet overall. You know, not a whole lot. Definitely a lot in the news spectrum, which we will definitely get to. But uh, as far as like just kind of outside of all of that, no, it, it's been really quiet. Nothing to really. Um, update on since since uh, monday really well since there's not much going on i suppose we should get right into the news um the eviction moratorium has been narrowly and temporarily extended by the cdc until october 3rd that gives states 60 days to distribute the nearly 50 billion dollars in rental assistance money that is already allocated from the stimulus package to help you If you're one of the millions of renters that is impacted, there are a lot of things you need to know. But you need to understand this move is controversial and it will be court challenged. The original eviction moratorium expired over the weekend and the Supreme Court has already ruled that the CDC has no jurisdiction to extend it without congressional approval. Well, Congress did nothing, and now the Biden administration is basically ignoring the Supreme Court ruling and is moving forward with the extension anyways. Now, if you're a struggling renter, this eviction moratorium only applies to certain geographic locations within the United States, and these locations are those that are experiencing high or substantial uh, levels of COVID-19 community transmission. As of today, that covers 90% of U.S. counties. You need to check local health departments to see if you are one of those counties. 
If your county is not experiencing a substantial or high level of COVID-19 community transmission for 14 days, your county does not qualify. Second, if your landlord has begun the eviction process against you but has not completed the process, this order will protect you from eviction. If you already submitted an official CDC declaration to your landlord, you will be protected under this order. You must fill out those declarations and give it to your landlord in order to be covered under the order. If your eviction was completed between August 1st and August 3rd, this order will not protect you. Again, this is not a forgiveness. This is a forbearance, and you will have to pay all of the money back. And yes, your landlord can add fees and interest to your payments, but if you have applied for rental assistance, go to treasury.gov and search rental assistance, and you will find the program in your area that will help you pay your landlord back. Keep in mind, you can still be evicted for criminal activities. There is a growing call for New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to resign after the much-awaited report from the New York Attorney General that detailed several reports of sexual harassment. Cuomo continues to deny he did anything wrong. Intentionally, investigators alleged he sexually harassed 11 women, many of them young, that worked for him. He retaliated against one staffer that came forward. The accusations include unwelcome and non-conventional touching, offensive remarks, and sexual remarks. As it appears of Thursday evening, the governor has no intentions to step down. Even though President Biden and the two New York senators, Senator Chuck Schumer and Christian Gillibrand, are calling for his resignation. The report didn't just speak of the sexual harassment, it spoke to the, about the culture and the workplace built around fear. The report says that the fear allowed for sexual harassment to be warranted and continue. This investigation has revealed conduct that corrodes the very fabric and character of our state government. The explosive 168-page report based on interviews from 179 people alleges that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo created a hostile work environment for women. The Independence investigation found that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, many of whom were young women, by engaging in unwanted groping, kisses, hugging, and by making inappropriate comments. Further, the governor and his senior team took actions to retaliate against at least one former employee for coming forward with her story, her truth. And governor Cuomo's administration fostered a toxic workplace that enabled harassment and created a hostile work environment where staffers did not feel comfortable coming forward with complaints about sexual harassment due to a climate of fear, and given the power dynamics. 11 women came forward and investigators say that they do find all of them credible. This includes a New York State trooper who worked on Cuomo's security detail. 
The report says that he sexually harassed her on a number of occasions, quote, by running his hands across her stomach from her belly button to her right hip, running his finger down her back, and making sexual suggestive comments, end quote. Our investigation revealed that these were not isolated incidents. They were part of a pattern. Another woman identified as executive assistant number one said the governor groped her. And according to the report, quote, in November, the governor hugged her and reached under her blouse and grabbed her breast at the executive mansion, end quote. I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. In a pre-recorded statement, the governor defended himself against all of the allegations. The facts are much different than what has been portrayed. The governor also showed photos hugging and kissing people of all genders, claiming that's how he conveys his warrant. I now understand that there are generational or cultural perspectives that frankly, I hadn't fully appreciated. And I have learned from this. Legal experts think he is going to have a lot of litigation civilly and perhaps something criminally, but they say the AG did her job and now it is up to the police departments to launch investigations. The Democratic leader of the New York Assembly said he is no longer fit for office. And to see more about all the lawsuits Cuomo is currently facing, check out our Medium article on that. Link in the show notes. Moving right along here, President Biden took a ride in electric Jeep Wrangler after signing his executive order. At a briefing, he said, quote, this is the future and there is no turning back, end quote. But transferring to electric may not happen so fast. Americans still love their gas vehicles. Trucks, vans, and SUVs make up 77% of new sales so far this year, while electric is currently sitting at 2.2%. Thursday, the Biden administration put in stricter regulations to build and sell more electric vehicles. In the United States, transportation makes up 29% of greenhouse gases and emissions. The EPA claims it would avoid 2.2 billion tons of carbon emissions by 2050. With all the climate change, the environmental groups push the administration to go farther, even though they are going more aggressive than the Trump administration, but not nearly as much as the Obama administration. A family in Chicago is suing the city and the police department after officers raided their home by mistake. Chicago police responded to a 911 call in August of 2019 about two men fighting at a nearby gas station. When the police arrived, four men ran and the police entered the family's apartment complex, but there's no evidence that this is where the suspects went. Officers went to the third floor, kicked down the door of Regina Evans and Stephen Winters. The lawsuit filed by the family on Tuesday alleges that 
the police officers forcibly entered the family's home without announcing themselves as police. Body camera footage shows them holding Winters down, and the lawsuit alleges that they held a gun to his head. In one room, according to the body camera footage, a 73-year-old grandfather woke up at gunpoint. In another room, they find the couple's children and held them at gunpoint. Miss Evans said that she called the police on the police because she didn't know what else to do and didn't know what was going on. The body camera footage shows that they were telling the police that no one was in their home. Police later apologized for all this. The police department released a statement that read, the apprehension of fleeing suspects are often active in fluid situations in which officers are balancing public safety and the safety of all individuals involved. Ms. Evans says that they left a lot more than damage to their apartment. They also left trauma behind with the family. Well, that is it for the main news segment of our show. Now we get into some rapid news. And roughly 2.4 million dehumidifiers sold by retailers nationwide are being recalled. The U.S. jobless claims fell by 14,000 to 385,000, another sign that the economy is bouncing back while hiring is also rebounding from the pandemic recession. Nick, what do you have for this Friday morning good news? So this morning I have what I can only describe as a very unique story. So a 13-year-old from Australia was just kind of eating some Doritos when she found when she found a Dorito that was just really puffy like all the way around it was a very very puffy puffy chip and she decided to ask her TikTok followers what she should do with it she asked them if she should save it and try to sell it or just eat it well The video ended up going viral with millions of views and the comments were all, you know, most of them anyway, were telling her to try and sell it. So that's what she did. She put the chip up on eBay for 99 cents. Now, while on eBay, the list or the the bidding ended up going above $100,000. Now, they took the post down, they took down the listing, uh, and it was not sold on eBay. However, the Doritos company actually chimed in because the story went so viral that they heard about it, and they offered the family $20,000 for the chip. And chief marketing officer of Doritos, Vanita Panday, actually made a statement about it saying, quote, We've been so impressed with Riley's boldness and entrepreneurial spirit, so we wanted to make sure the Stewart family were rewarded with their creativity and love for Doritos. So, um, you know, this story actually went so viral that I I noticed it. So that's that's something right there. <laughs> um, but that's 
actually crazy that a Dorito is got paid for twenty thousand dollars for it, and that was you know her reward for thinking outside the box, being an entrepreneur like the marketing director said. I mean, that's just kind of a I don't even know what you would call it. It's just kind of crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? If I saw a puffy Dorito, you know what I would do with it? Just eat it. <laughs> I wouldn't think about it. It would just go in my mouth. Yeah, exactly. It, it wouldn't even like there would not be a second thought about it. There wouldn't be a moment of hesitation. It'd be like, oh, cool. Chomp. Ooh, a Dorito. Let me do <laughs> this. Uh, no, it, it's really crazy, too. Like the fact that she actually had the mind to stop and think about it. And then, you know ask her following on tiktok hey what should i do with this like should i sell it or you know what should i do here and then to actually go through with it and it's kind of funny because after um doritos made this offer there's a fight in the family going on about who gets the money because the dad says it's uh it's his because he bought the doritos she's saying it's hers because she ate the dorito (laughs) Or didn't eat the Dorito, but found it while eating the Doritos. That yeah. is the end of this morning's episode of Blind Boys Politics. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you are always in the know. Follow us on our personal account so you know what we are up to. And check out our Medium articles. Link in the show notes to see what is going on in the world that we do not get a chance to talk about here on the podcast. Until Monday morning, have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>